0: Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast.
1: I said, welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Dandy, Ruth, the Angel, Pray Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast.
2: Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey nochell
1: Good afternoon, Andy. Good evening to you, sir. Thank you.
2: A little, a little late Monday sesh we got going here.
1: Late Monday. I had to, I had to break out of Miller are we're, we're both running on fumes today, so I needed some of that. Need some of that goat juice, yeah.
2: A little, little re- refuel energy, yeah. Get you through, power through the Monday. That's right. Monday, May first. May is here.
1: It's gonna be May, as your boys would say.
2: Yeah, it is May. Yeah, so it's not gonna be. It's May. Yeah.
1: For yesterday.
2: Yeah. Who Who would have known that? those things turn into memes and become things and it just takes one
1: song, man. Yeah. You got that. I mean, honestly, you go back to back, you got, it's going to be may then a couple days later, may the fourth be with you. I mean, seriously. B- Cinco Big de Mayo. Day. Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. I mean, if the, the, the last day of April and the first week of may is real full of just absolutely made up holidays. Well, my, my
2: my uh my nephew's into Star Wars. He's getting into Star Wars now. He's six
1: and my nephew's into getting blackout on tequila, so it's a big week for nephews.
2: Yeah. <laughs> big week for nephews. I, I'm realizing my level of Star Wars dork dumb. Like I knew I was a dork, but like the fact that I can explain a lot of things that like the common person is not gonna know.
1: Yeah. Now was there isn't there a famous wasn't there a famous Star Wars dork off between you and Tug's buddy and Meb, he beat me.
2: Yeah. I think he might have crushed me. Like he's next level. But like my sister-in-law was asking me questions because he's asking a million questions. My nephew is. And she's like, Who are the guys with red eyes? And I'm like, and I sent her a picture. I'm like, Are you talking about the Jawas from Tatooine? She's like, Yes, that's it. Yeah. Like that type of level. I was like, that's also where Jabba the Hutt's from and where Luke was born. Like I can I can, the first, the first three episodes, I can hit you with a lot. Now the other ones, not
1: so much, but it's amazing how much, like, I'm not even like I was, we've talked about this before. Like I was into it as much as like, you know, a guy, my age would be a little bit older than you, but like, you know, return of the Jedi came out when I was like aware of things. And so you're like, oh, and you got the lunch boxes and you got whatever. And it's amazing how much like I'll go back and watch some stuff and be like, man, I know way too much about this shit. And I didn't even try to like, I'm yeah. not, like I was like into it, but not like, like I would have never identified as like a Star Wars dork. But then like anytime I'm watching it with somebody who doesn't know anything, I'm like, oh yeah, well this, and they're related to this. And, this is per-, and they're like, how the fuck do you know? And I'm like, you know what? I don't really know you just watch it enough? Just watch it enough.
2: Well, I've been watching a lot of deleted scenes on YouTube lately. Like, that's been my nerd thing since my nephew got into it. Like, I'm obsessed with watching, oh, like, they deleted this from this movie. And I'm kind of, like, curious about it. And it's always narrated by some big little Star Wars dork. And I I was actually watching a video before we came on live here. And it is crazy to think that the I'm your father... In Empire Strikes Back, spoiler alert, Darth Vader is, is Luke Skywalker's father. What? Yeah. Like, think about 1980 to 83. They were showing videos. People didn't know, like, was he really his father? Like, like they're, 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 they're in New York City. It's clearly New York City. I could tell from the accents. And they're, they're interviewing all these people just, like, sleeping outside waiting for Return of the Jedi. And they, they interview some, like, total... Thick New York accent woman asking, like, I don't know, is he? I'm waiting here, I'm dying to find out. Like, is he really? What's and you're just like, dude, she goes, I've been waiting three years. It's like some
1: like sassy, it's, like, for- it's like a Star Wars version of Jerry Springer. They're like, Jawa, Jawa, Jawa. <laughs> she looked like some like sassy Puerto Rican the paternity woman. The maternity test says he is not the father.
2: She's like, I've been waiting three years to
1: find out. What's yeah. happened?
2: Three years, and then she's like in the camera's face. Three years,
1: and the camera guy's like, "Uh, they told you what's happening."
2: Yeah. So, I don't know, but like it, it's it's like that's one of those things. You actually gave me a big Star Wars nug. I don't know if you know that.
1: All right. What was the nug?
2: When we were in the Bay Area one time, which would be what Marin County.
1: Yeah. Those. It was you, right? I don't know. What, what was I, what did I say?
2: Somebody was like, hey, we were like driving on the freeway. And I think it was by like, you know, the water. And somebody was like, oh, those, those, I don't even know what they are. They're not buildings, whatever they're called. That was George Lucas's inspiration for the snow
1: walkers. In Empire oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's where he's from and all the, you know. Yeah.
2: I think that was you. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, that's yeah. a cool, fun, dork fact where you're like, hey, I'm learning some things here that I never would have known. And then you see it firsthand. Almost as cool as when we had David Zucker on saying, hey, when you drive in the 405 and they make the reference to two giant boobs on the side of the freeway, whatever those silos or whatever they are. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, we got a lot of going on in the sports world. We sure do. We are in the thick of NBA and NHL playoffs. And... The like we talked about it, the NBA's gotta be licking their chops on these series, how they've evolved a lot of big rivalries for the just the conference semifinals.
1: Yeah, just absolutely fantastic matchups. Obviously, the Warriors close it out. Um as predicted by a lot of people, as predicted by us. Um, I mean, I think it's exactly what we said was going to happen, happened like down the stretch of that, of a game seven, like, by the way, props to the Kings for, you know, a great series props to the Kings for um, taking it to seven games. It was, it was a close game into the third quarter. And then of course, you know, it just seemed like Steph specifically, but also just like the veteran play of, of the Warriors versus, some pretty erratic play down the stretch of a game seven didn't, you know, a young team didn't really seem like they've had that. They had that ability to like, you know, calm themselves down, get back into rhythm and the wheels just kind of came off. So the warriors close it out. Now we have a, we have not just LeBron warriors, which we've seen throughout, you know, um, the last decade, but also, He's now a Laker, um, so that's even bigger for the NBA. Uh, I'm sure everybody who's an NBA fan has been seeing throughout the week and throughout the weekend um, the variety of clips. Like I've se- I've now seen it replayed forty times. All the Knicks Heat fights um, today started seeing them be like, "Have you had enough Knicks Heat fights?" Don't forget that Boston and Philly used to punch each other in the face a lot. And then, of course, like we said, probably the least interesting from um, a historical standpoint, but still maybe one, maybe the, in any other given year, the most interesting series: the one seed and three-time, soon to be three-time MVP, uh, Denver Nuggets hosting the Phoenix Suns, who are the four seed, but looking great since they got Kevin Durant. It's a uh, it's it's an absolutely fantastic conference semifinals that we have. You're giving that MVP to Jokic. I mean, I think it's it feels like people have already decided that, but obviously this there this is a year where the conversation is uh, I think unsettled, but it's it feels to me usually can you can sense who who people are leaning toward. Uh the the people that are screaming for uh embiid seem to be a minority, but you know. Who will not be playing tonight for the record? Correct.
2: So Joel Embiid is, is out with an injury. So Joel
1: Embiid sounds like a Star Wars name, by the way.
2: He does. Yeah.
1: Joel Embiid.
2: He does. I, I don't know if I'd want him as my guy, though. He injured too much. I'm just saying, like Luke Skywalker got his arm chopped off and came back. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like he came back strong. Like Embiid is like Embiid.
1: Although... I mean, to be fair, Luke Skywalker also went full Michael Jordan. Uh, you know, between between series, he just went to an island. He was banished to an island by the commissioner first gambling. True, it's a good point. But
2: like. My thing on on MB, he's obviously a very good player, but you can't miss playoff games, man. Yeah, dude, this, this happens every year. Like, like you can't miss. Regular season is one thing. Every game is so important. Like which Jimmy is, Butler, like is, Jimmy Butler's gonna play a game too. I guarantee right. you will. I and mean, Jimmy Butler didn't come out. So I'm saying. Like Jimmy Butler's questionable as of right now. Jimmy Butler's gonna play a game too. Jimmy Butler's gonna play. You know, it's, it's just like, you can't, I look, I'm not going to sit here. Five foot nine. Me is not going to sit here and call him a pussy, but you got to just play. I I, I don't know. Like, like refresh my memory is Shaq missing playoff games.
1: No, but that, I mean, that's sort of the, that, that was sort of the basis for the Kobe Shaq. Um issues with Shaq was like, why am I even going to like all I have to be prepared for is the playoffs. Yeah. So so forget like it wasn't even like load management. Shaq wasn't like, I'm going to take off back into the back to back. He's like, I'm just going to take off the first 30 games of the year. And then, you know, who cares if we're the sixth seed or the seventh seed or the four seed or whatever, I'll be healthy. Come playoffs. I'll have less mileage on me for the season. And here we go. Yeah. Cause they didn't need him to win games, but they also, and you know, if you're a Kobe stand out there, you're probably like, yeah, cause they had Kobe. And it's like, but also they just had to finish seventh. Sure. No play in tournament. They didn't care.
2: Well, this year's so interesting because the seating really hasn't mattered. I'd argue.
1: Well, I I put it out there yesterday and then every other major, uh, you know, network jumped on board a, a day later, but um, the the conference semifinals, there's one of every eight seeds. We have a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight seed in the conference semifinals. Got to be the first time that's ever happened.
2: Yeah, well, the Lakers, I what, what was the stat I saw? The Lakers have the best record since maybe the trade? Yeah. So, like, that's almost a new team. The Warriors obviously a six seed, but they're defending champs. We see what the Heat are doing. Obviously, the Heat got it together late at the end of the year. They're an eight seed. It's just like the seating hasn't mattered as much. Like this Lakers Warriors, uh, like to me already feels like a conference finals.
1: Yeah, obviously but it's not. It and, and it feels like a conference finals, but also the the winner is probably the underdog in the next series. For sure.
2: 100%. That was like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Steph scoring 50, which is the most ever in a game seven, the most he's ever scored in a playoff, was kind of, I feel like it's kind of been like, it's not getting too much attention. Yeah. I don't know if that's because he's been around for so long and he's been so good for so long.
1: I think that the other part of it was, it was certainly, he was certainly the guy who, was doing the the bulk of the scoring in the second half. But it seemed like, and this isn't to take anything away from Steph, because the, the, the part of Steph's career that's probably the most impressive is for such a small guy, how often he can have huge scoring days like that, and it doesn't feel like anything. Like, it doesn't feel... Like he's like working really hard for it. Like that was the coolest, calmest, chillest 50 point game seven ever. But part of it was also, yes, he was doing it, but the Kings were sort of collapsing simultaneously. I think that game, I think that 50 point game is getting way more attention if it's a three point win and Steph carries that team on their back. It just felt like the Kings were collapsing. Steph felt it. Steph was also feeling hot and was like, I'll keep I'll keep putting the ball in the basket and they just keep we'll keep not scoring and we'll just pull away. It really felt like it really felt like a dad playing with his son and you're, and the moms are like, "Can you let him score a little bit?" He's like, "Nah, this is dope." I'm canning threes in his face the whole day.
2: So I was reading an article in the Athletic about LeBron versus Steph and their history as far as the teams. I don't know if I'm right in this. I just don't think about that as such a rivalry. Really? Does, does, does that sound crazy? I think I think I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Like they're just such different players. And maybe it's because I just feel like LeBron's now this year I think will be different. But in the past, when they play, it's like LeBron's got to do it all. Yeah. And, and the reason I the re—I don't know. You look at Magic. LeBron versus- might have
1: to do it all a little bit this year as well. He might. The, the first round, I was saying this the other day, it felt like LeBron was sitting back a little bit and being like, listen, the goal is for us to win an NBA championship. And if I just put up 40 every night to get through Memphis, we're not we're not winning the championship. Like we just we just won't win if that's what it's going to take. It felt like he was like, "Listen, I got to get these guys going. Everybody's got to get their 15 and 19 because the only way we actually have a chance to win anything, the only way we beat a Warriors team, the only way we beat a Suns team is if we're playing great team basketball and I'm getting help from anybody because I'm not 30 three-year-old LeBron James anymore. I'm 38-year-old LeBron James now. And so all you guys got to come along. I think as the playoffs go, we're going to see more and more of those moments where LeBron's like, fine, I'll do it myself. But I think it's smart. Um, But when you look back at the LeBron versus the Warriors series, which is what it was, it wasn't Cavs versus Warriors. But that's what I'm saying. That's why,
2: to me, I just don't think again maybe I'm wrong
1: he had the energy to do it for four straight rounds
2: but he had to and it's just like Steph had so much help is that's all I'm saying is I of never course. really I really I never I've always viewed it as LeBron versus the Warriors sure not that's LeBron what everybody, versus that's, Steph yeah but oh. you see everybody's like oh, listen magic it's, and Larry and you know the other ones are like you really looked at the players whether that's
1: right or wrong they played four finals together and Steph won zero finals MVPs of those four finals. Yeah. Iguodal, LeBron, KD, KD. Sure. Steph got his last year, obviously, but you can make the argument that Steph is the most important player on the Warriors. There's no doubt about that, but I wouldn't, I, I don't think KD unfairly won those MVPs. I would say, Again, Igudala probably unfairly won that MVP over LeBron. But KD obviously hit the biggest shots um, and, you know, led the team in scoring and whatever. And that's not everything. Steph may be the more important player on those teams still, but it wasn't LeBron versus Steph. If it was LeBron versus Steph, LeBron would have three. Without KD, you know, like... We can say, oh, this, that, and the other thing could have happened, you know, but what are we talking about? LeBron beat the 73 win Warriors. They went and got KD like, yeah, it wasn't LeBron versus Steph. It was, if it was LeBron versus Steph, they wouldn't have gotten, gotten KD.
2: I'm still leaning towards the Warriors in this.
1: Yeah, because LeBron's 38 now, and now it might be LeBron versus Steph and. LeBron's old. Yeah. But I think I think it's going to almost be a little bit more finally the Lakers versus the Warriors. For sure. Like like people are talking about this as if it's LeBron versus Steph and this is probably the first time that it's not going to be LeBron versus someone. Yeah.
2: No, I agree. Well, the role players just they're so important for the Lakers. Yeah. And if those guys don't play well, or if Anthony Davis doesn't play well, they don't stand a chance. Right. I mean, I'm rooting for the Lakers. I just, I just think the Warriors will be too much. If I think if things get so interesting, if the Lakers survive this series,
1: I think it'll will we'll be able to tell pretty quickly in this series. I think because as I said about how I think LeBron was how lebron handled that first round on purpose it'll be interesting to see if lebron comes out in game one and scores 40 i'm gonna be like hmm win or lose i'm gonna be like hmm this could be one of those series but but
2: you know that's gonna be anthony davis i would argue like who's who's gonna guard him
1: yeah i mean they're gonna throw a whole bunch of people at him but dream green will of, get a
2: quick tack i think yeah Right, we'll get it out of the way.
1: But my but my point about it is if LeBron comes out and and isn't feeding Davis and isn't spreading the ball around, if in game one, like that game one that is so famously blown by J.R. Smith, he goes, Let's go, let's get up one.
0: Let's get up, let's get up yeah. one in
1: this series. I'm gonna do it. That'll be interesting. That'll be an interesting thing. Now, LeBron is like as far as basketball knowledge goes infinitely smarter than me. So he might not think that's his best chance to win, but if he comes out and does that, I'm going to be like, huh, this series could be, this series could be interesting. Where are you at with the Knicks right now? Well, a tale of two halves really, um, where I am with the Knicks is felt great about their first half yesterday. Based mostly, and I said this. Um, I did a I did a halftime happy hour, as I'm calling it, um, and I'll continue to do more. There's some there's some tech issues uh, in terms of getting the link up right away. But to, shout out to the people who did uh, watch it after the fact. Um, if you subscribe to my Substack and you can subscribe for free, I'm going to be continuing to do some halftime happy hours during Knicks games. But I said after the first half, I feel great because. As I've said throughout the last couple of years, and especially this year after they got Brunson, Knicks have a Julius Randle hero ball problem. And sometimes uh, what could be a great team that shares the ball, that moves the ball, that gets into the paint, um, becomes a little bit too much of Julius Randle ball stopping. So yesterday to start the game, no Julius Randle, complete opposite. Uh, RJ Barrett's their leading scorer in the first half. Brunson's getting downhill and getting into the lane. Um, they're playing defense and they're not hitting their threes in the first half, but they're still up five going into the half. Now credit to Eric Spolstra. Uh, post, you know, in the in the halftime, he makes great adjustments. Starts, you know, uh, clogging the lane a little bit more. Defenders slapping the ball, slapping at the ball a little bit more as guys come through the lane. And they, I believe, the Knicks had 62 points in the paint, which is a lot for the NBA these these days. But 40 of those came in the first half. So they, you know, they they essentially cut their paint scoring in half in the second. The Knicks continued to miss um, three pointers throughout the game. I think they were seven for 24 or something like that. Seven for 34. I don't know what it was, but it was. Yeah, it might have been seven for 34. So, you know, if, if you shoot still less than 33%, if you go 11 for 34, that's a whole different ball game. And so, you know, I think that the Knicks have a good uh, game plan, but Spolstra made an adjustment in halftime. Tibbs didn't. And, you know, I guess when you go into the half playing a, a good half of basketball and you're not making your shots you're like, well, what do we really need to adjust for? We didn't hit our shots, and we're still up five. If they start to drop in the second half, we'll be fine. But Spols just shut down the lane a little bit. And, um, you know, I'm just... That's kind of the thing I'm worried about. Jimmy Butler held relatively in check. Obviously, he rolls his ankle with five minutes to go in the game. But I'm, I'm sort of worried about them having a decided coaching advantage uh, in this series. And... You would like to win game one at home in Madison Square Garden. Uh, so I don't feel great about it right now. But at the same time, you win game two, we've got a next Heat series. You know?
2: Every time I show Pat Riley sitting in the garden with the Heat, I mean, you talk about, talk about big dick energy. Like, you just see the he's in his suit. He's just cool and confident.
1: It's one, such of the, it's, it's one of the it's one of the great and we've talked about this before, but it's one of the great butterfly effect moments in the history of the NBA. You have a fantastic and already at the time legendary coach leaves the Lakers, comes to New York, totally changes his style of play, goes bruisers, goes, you know, uh, uh, big defense goes feed patrick ewing in the post goes to the nba finals you know damn near beats michael jordan a couple times uh with teams that had no business you know we talk about we talk about the um you know best player on the floor like obviously jordan was the best player on the floor by far uh and even if you go even if you went you know uh jordan ewing pippin which a lot of people will probably argue isn't right. You go Jordan Pippen, Ewing, but even if you went Jordan, Ewing and Pippen, you've got, it falls off pretty quickly after that. I mean, the Knicks had a lot of like broken pieces. They were the, they were the Island of misfit toys in those series. So Pat Riley, all the things he was able to accomplish, it was sort of like the Mike D'Antoni uh, coaching, but with defense, it's like he, he, they never got over the hump against Chicago, But the fact that they were even in some of those series is a testament to how great of a coach he was. And all he wanted was to be the president of basketball operations. Imagine right now, when you look around sports, how many of these coaches, the great coaches, the Popovich, the Belichicks, the whoever, the Phil Jacksons, that got handed the keys to the kingdom because they had proven themselves. And then can make their own personnel decisions, and the Knicks going, no, you can't, and the Heat literally calling him up and go, not only can you, you can own part of the team. Please come here and think about how different the NBA is. If Pat Riley has done all of this in New York, it's we, insane.
2: It, it is insane. Like, and, and even before, you know, we obviously so much of focuses on the the bosh wade lebron he but it's like he got Shaq there man they win yeah. a title they win a title right away after Shaq leaves the lakers
1: but not only that i mean look at look at the series that we keep going back to now and highlights that made the knicks Heat rivalry um you look at the knicks at the time they go out and they get marcus canby and alan houston and Latrell Sprewell, and they put him, they put all those guys with Patrick Ewing. And Pat Riley shows up with like PJ Brown and Tim Hardaway and Alonzo Morning and like beats them with regularity. It's this exact same thing he did with the Knicks against the Bulls. You're like, why are you how are you even in these series?
2: Yeah, I never understood that as a kid. I like like not that I that's what I'm saying I didn't have basketball knowledge, but as a kid, I never understood. I was like how are this Knicks team competing like in a hard-fought Eastern Conference Finals games against the Bulls? The Bulls have Jordan, they have Scottie Pippen.
1: Like the Knicks have Ewing, Ewing's great, don't get me wrong, but like I mean the the truth is for all the accolades that Phil Jackson has gotten over the years, the Knicks had a better coach.
2: Yeah. It's crazy.
1: So, you know, that's the But thing. there has to be
2: pressure right now, like like big pressure on the Knicks. You can't go
1: down 0-2. No, of course you can't. But, like, when you talk about Pat Riley being there, it's like, and I said this the other day, like, I think Pat Riley's in the gym with a fucking whistle this week. Like, he fucking cares about this series. Now, you could argue, hey, he cares about every series. He's the president of basketball. Dude, the dude. The dude might have a whiteboard this week. You know what I mean? He's seventy-eight, by the way. It's like Spolstra has 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 become a great coach, but I think he's become a great coach under the tutelage of Pat Riley. Like, sure, I am not sure Pat Riley isn't coaching along with him this week. And yeah, that what's crazy is, you know, I'm I'm certainly not the world's biggest Julius Randall fan, but what happened in the second half was the lane gets clogged, the Julius Randle, the lack of Julius Randle ball stopping and the spread out of the floor. Uh, no one's hitting their shots and you're not getting the basket. Suddenly now you need Julius Randle hitting a couple of those threes. You know, when, when the guy who makes the most team threes on your team is Obi top and going four for 11, you're in trouble. Now, obviously I don't think the Knicks, you know, shoot whatever that is. 23% from three again, but at the same time, you kind of have to be prepared. Like, what if we do? You know, what if we do? What's our other plan? So it would—it's crazy. Like, I'm sort of on the fence. Where, um, like, do we want Randall back? Do we not? Every 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 basketball analyst and every Knicks fan would say you do. Um, but at the same time, and I think I think they do based on the way that second half went. But at the same time, it's like. You can play the game you played in the first half and get everybody involved and let RJ Barrett do his thing. I mean, I, I even said in my little halftime happy hour that like, you know, in the first half you're you're having RJ Barrett throw Mitchell Robinson a couple of lobs. Mitchell Robinson's got four first half points. Yeah. You know what? Do you know how much value two lobs in the first half? in Madison Square Garden in a play, There they may as well have been eleven point baskets for what they do to the crowd, how they affect the game. So yeah, it's it's tough. Obviously you, you hope you can get a shot maker back from injury, but if not, they've they've just got to lean into what they were doing right in the first half.
2: The Sixers Celtic series, I just feel like I don't feel like anybody's really given the Sixers much of a chance.
1: Yeah and I I think that that's stupid because the Celtics got pushed to the limit by the Atlanta Hawks. Now, Well, 6 I, games. Yeah. But, you know, you're a shot here and a shot there away from like that should have been that should have been a four game sweep, you know? It should have been. So, Boston's clearly, you know, they're not they're not just motoring through the playoffs. The idea that, oh man, they like cuz that's what Philly did do. Um, I think no one's giving them a chance because if you don't have Embiid, what are we talking about? But, um, you know, at the same time, it's like, if I, if I was a gambling man, which I am, I'd, uh, I bet Philly on the spread today. What is it? I I haven't looked at it, but.
2: Probably like. But four and a half, five and a half.
1: That game's got to start soon too, right? Is that a, is that oh four wow! I'm now? way off. I'm thinking.
2: I'm thinking with MB. it's ten and a half.
1: Wow! Yeah, that's that's absolutely what my bet would be right now.
2: Yeah, I, it's I'm not, not like
1: James Harden. like I love like no one talks about James Harden like he's not like still a star in the NBA.
2: I just say when you bounce around with so many teams, you just like people forget. I feel the same way about that Suns. I mean, Kevin Durant's on his fourth team. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. I feel like it happens. I think this happened every, I don't think maybe who are given the suns
1: the much of a chance. Same way. Well, I think that that's also going to be a good series, but, um, I, I just, just Denver just playing so well as a team, you know, in the first, in the first game you get, you get Murray going off. Um, and that's kind of, that's what, That's what Jokic does so well, which is he's always going to be the centerpiece, but he feeds guys around him, and they have a lot of guys on that team with the ability of getting hot. They have a lot of guys who have 30-point games in them, and the Suns team is really your two best guys have to get going. Chris Paul's, you know, obviously not what he once was. He still has great moments in him. Um, He's still a great, certainly, floor general. But, like, if it's not Booker and KD going off, forget. Literally forget it. I was watching Chris Paul the other day. Dude,
2: he's got such a funny build, doesn't he? What do you mean? Just like he's not like he's not skinny, but he's not
1: fat. I think he's what he's got, he's got a funny build for the NBA. That's what I'm saying. If you saw him in real life, you'd be like, oh, it's a six foot black dude. He's be like, yeah, there's there's that guy.
2: Like Kyle Lowry's like a pudgier version of him. Yeah. But like though like it it's that same wheelhouse. It's kind of funny. And then, have you seen the commercial where Chris Paul is like the power walker? Yeah. And I'm like, that kind of fits your build.
1: (laughs) I love, dude, I love his build. His build is like, I mean, if you saw him in a boxing match, you'd be like, oh, that dude's going to fuck somebody up. Would I? Yeah. He's still six feet tall. No, I'm not,
2: it's not about his height. It's just about like, I feel like NBA guys are either jacked or like they're skinny and slender. He just, you, you don't like, dude, when they when he does that commercial where he's power walking, which actually makes me laugh, I'm like, that, that's like your dude, you could do this. Like if you were not playing in the NBA, it, it's just crazy because he's such a great NBA player, obviously Hall of Famer, you'd be great like power walker. I can't see Chris Paul running a marathon, but I can see him power walking. Does that make sense? Sure. He's got like a dad bod like kind of vibe going. Okay. Look, this is what I'm thinking about when I'm watching these games. I was yeah. like, I was like really looking at his build the other night. I was like, and he's talking about his build kind of a weird build for an NBA guy.
1: <laughs> yeah. For an NBA
2: guy. That's all I'm saying. Weird build for an NBA guy, but we do have a call not related to any of these teams. Okay,
1: it's, a, it's an NBA call. Not about. related to any of these teams,
2: but it's 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 a call. It's a call about like, hey, look how good all the former Minnesota Timberwolves players are, and what if we brought all them back together? And I never really thought about it till I heard the call. So I'm gonna put put it up there. Where where we got? Andy Joe, your number one farmer, Dirtball from Minnesota, Jay,
0: um did you guys watch the Jeff Teague interview on what went down when Jimmy Butler absolutely scorched the Timberwolves starters with the G league guys? My question for you is how do you watch that exchange and think, yeah, we should keep love. We we should keep, um, towns and Wiggins around, not Jimmy. I would have traded every single other player and done anything it takes to keep Jimmy happy. When you do that, I mean, it just shows how soft those guys are and they don't show up for the playoffs and yada, yada, yada. Watching the Heat Knicks right now, I think Jimmy Butler, Kevin Love, all these players that the Timberwolves have traded away and gotten rid of, I think if you put them all on a team, just the guys that are in the playoffs this year, that they would beat the current Timberwolves roster. Jimmy, K Love, D'Angelo Russell, et cetera, et cetera. Walker Kessler, we'll throw him in there. I guess he is in the playoffs, So you get what I'm saying. Stay dirty, guys. Timberwolves. Connors
1: are just for the Timberwolves. Now, D'Angelo Russell wasn't a draftee of the Timberwolves. Well, neither was Jimmy Butler. Right. He's saying guys who played for him. Just guys who went through there at some point.
2: That's what he's saying.
1: Where did Jimmy Butler? Was Jimmy Butler of the Bulls? Was that his first stop? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you can claim guys that came th- through your way as like a thing, like pit stop. Yeah, but I mean, he's not wrong. But I, but you'd also, I think you'd also be surprised how many teams you could do that for.
2: Don't forget Butler played for the Sixers as well. Yeah, that was a. I mean, l- pit stop. L-
1: uh, well, I mean, that's actually probably the bigger, um, the bigger question mark. Probably the biggest, you know, one of the the great what ifs is essentially Jimmy Butler couldn't coexist with Ben Simmons, and they were still on the Ben Simmons train. And this kind of speaks to the T-Wolf situation as well, which is you draft these guys, you draft the guys with upside, you draft the big names, the you draft the elite prospects, whatever. And then you have to remember. That this is the scouting thing is like, oh, these are our, this is, you know, so scouts and GMs, they make their name nailing draft picks now. So when you have a Ben Simmons, you're like, we went one overall Ben Simmons. If we got to decide between two guys, Jimmy Butler and Ben Simmons, obviously go Ben Simmons. And now how many years later, they finally give up on him after all the drama. I mean, imagine this Sixers team if it's, you know, Harden, Maxi, Jimmy Butler, Embiid. Like, that's a whole different team.
2: Dude, is he still in the NBA? What is Ben Simmons doing?
1: Uh, ben Simmons, uh, I believe, is still a Brooklyn Net, right? Didn't he run?
2: His last game was February 15th.
1: Yeah. But, like, like, like what, like, I'm just
2: saying, like, Ben Simmons.
1: Ben Simmons. One of the least hardest working players in the league.
2: I'm just saying, like, dude, what happened to Ben Simmons? Like, he couldn't shoot ever, but, like, he was a decent player. Like, he is just, he's like an afterthought.
1: Yeah. Which, he's going to, I mean. What's funny is. They also only have James Harden because Ben Simmons. But like you, like as far as like
2: your legacy, he's making it so much worse year after year. Is all I'm saying. Like usually a guy establishes himself for about four years. Ben Simmons did that. And he plays his rookie year because of the foot injury. My point is. Like he's doing something that's pretty rare. You're 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 making your legacy so bad after you started decent for four years. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Like, you don't see that normally in, in a professional athlete's legacy.
1: I mean, what are we like? It's it's sort of offensive to 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 Kellen Winslow Jr. to even be discussing the legacy the legacy of Ben Simmons. If you're it's about if you're. Legacy, yo. If you're famous for it's dating, about legacy, yo. Oh well. Okay. If you're famous for dating a Kardashian and being an NBA player who can't make baskets, I don't know if that's all I don't know if that's even fair to the term legacy. Do you think they meet to decide who they're gonna date?
2: Um I'm being serious. I'm not making a joke here. Like, do you think the Kardashians sit down with their mother?
1: No, yeah, I think I think the mom just goes, What about this guy? What about this guy?
2: Like that Chris Humphreys marriage was a hundred percent fake. Right.
1: Well, I mean, what marriage was real, you know?
2: Good question.
1: You think she was just like, man, you know, he's the sweetest guy, Kanye West.
2: But like at the time,
1: I just want to, I just want to spend the rest of my days with Kanye West. I know, but like at the time. She's giving her vows, and he's like, I'm gonna let you finish. Beyonce had the best vows in the league. I'm just
2: saying, she starts dating Chris Humphreys in 2010, like, Mm -hmm. she was a thing at that point. My question I actually had this discussion with
1: my girlfriend the other day
2: Do you think they couldn't get anybody bigger
1: then? Than Chris Humphreys? That
2: that's that was my case. Like I, I wasn't saying that because I go, but I, I recall her being pretty big. The Kardashians has already hit show in two thousand ten. I'm shocked they couldn't get anybody bigger from the NBA.
1: To well, sign on with this, that was before. I think that was that was back in the day when you would. That, that's like long enough ago where the NBA hadn't gone that route yet where they're not all, like, also being influencers and they're whatever. So, like, yo, you're a basketball player. Stay away from reality stars. I just think it's nuts to think I for how... It like was, like, a bad-looking guy. She's also probably like, I want a good-looking dude. No, he
2: is a good-looking guy. My point is, it, dude, you're talking about Kim Kardashian. That was man.
1: also, like, her, her, like, you know... It's her first marriage, she was like ah. Uh, it was her second marriage, actually. Was it? Yeah. Wow. How many times has she been married? I guess. Did she marry somebody else besides Kanye? <laughs> she
2: was married like real young. I knew that. Some guy Damon Thomas in two
1: thousand. Cool. He gets lost in the mix. Oh, Damon Thomas. Damon Thomas was uh, one of the guys in the Jimmy Butler trade from Minnesota. (laughs) He's the son of a
2: session drummer, Harvey Mason Jr., who is a songwriter and production partner
1: for Kenny Babyface Edmonds in the 90s. Harvey Mason Jr. also uh, was in a couple dunk contests, right? Oklahoma State guy? Yeah, sure. That was Desmond Mason Jr.
2: I know. I was just saying sure well regardless I I just think it, it's nuts to think that like that was what was on the list for her at the time Chris Humphreys although probably not a lot of NBA players are like I don't want to deal with this
1: right at the time and then also the and then also you know much like a, a GM they tried to like get somebody on the up and up And then after that, they're like, all right, listen, we stick to exclusively guys who are already all-stars. Yeah, it's crazy. And or on teams with LeBron, Tristan Thompson. Although he was an all-star a year or two. Wasn't he? Was he a one-time all-star? Because of LeBron. Yeah. I know.
2: It's nuts. So, we have some major updates upsets so i want to say not updates in this in this hockey world we're gonna have to get ryan back on on thursday yeah got rave We gotta get right. the
1: saskatoon kid back on the phone
2: oh yeah also sounds like a place in star wars saskatoon yeah. yeah absolutely that's definitely a planet where there's some epic battles yeah so the bruins who have the best record we last tracked him to saskatoon There's a lot of Star Wars in this. Joel Embiid sounds like a Star
1: Wars name. Yeah. Obi Toppin, clearly named after Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, that's why he wears one. You know that. For real? That's why he wears one, Obi-Wan. Didn't know that. Yep. Chris Paul is built like a Jawa. Sort of power walks through the desert.
2: Yeah, there we go. Saskatoon, Star Wars. Anyway, the Bruins' best record of all time. Of all time in the regular season, they go down in seven games.
1: love love to see it. The
2: Kraken when their first ever franchise
1: playoff series. That's why we got to get the Saskatoon kid back on. Yeah, what I just, it, well, I just see what happens. Like what is it about hockey? How does this happen in hockey? That's what I'm saying but hockey. also but also like that is the thing about hockey. I've watched a lot of hockey in my life over the years, you know but I've never played hockey. So I don't really like even when I watch hockey and I watch like a great game, I'm like, it's a lot of deflections. It's a lot of weird shit. It's a lot of like, like literally every goal in hockey to me, like I I shouldn't say every goal, but like 85% of goals seem like dumb luck. (laughs) Yeah. Every once in a while, you get a guy on a on a breakaway and he puts a good move on the goalie. Otherwise, it's like, oh, there's a guy and the puck, finds him, and he's wide open and he puts their pass And You're like, what makes a good hockey team? And therefore, like, how in the world is a team that's so good that they have the best record ever, ever can, can then get beat in the first round by yeah. a, a team that's. Obviously, good enough, but like you would think that there would be. I guess that's the thing. It's like it feels like in hockey. No matter how good you are, there's really not that big a gap between you and an eight seed team.
2: It's it's like it'd be like the the Warriors, the seventy three Warriors team losing in the first round. People would be going nuts,
1: but that would literally never happen.
2: That's what I'm saying. It would never happen. But everybody is kind of like, oh, yeah, the best record ever lost. Like the reaction to me indicates, yeah, but that's the thing so
1: that that's why. And that's why I want to talk to. I want Ryan to come on because the difference between the the 73 win Warriors team and this is like all of Steph Steph's three pointers aren't like shot. And then some guy elbows them right by the rim, deflects them four inches in the basket. <laughs> like, that's Or it's not like, oh, Steph's shooting and then some guy falls down and now Steph's open for three.
2: That's fine. No, it's true. I just want to address a comment in the YouTube comment section. Join a little late. Has Andy mentioned anything about being stoned? His eyes look like Bob Costas did. I was thinking that when we started the show, I look extremely stoned. No, that is just lack of sleep with a child. I wish I wish I was stoned definitely not I feel st- I, like I definitely look stoned
1: the you brought it up before about the uh the Kraken as well but now we have a we have uh a uh a, 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 a Vegas team did they play in they playing did they play in the NHL did they play in the Cup Final their they first year. Their first year. Like this is this goes along with the upset, the Bruins upset, the Tampa Bay upset a couple years ago. I think the Kraken Kra- in their third or fourth year? The Kraken. The Kraken start. are in their second year.
2: Are they really in their second year?
1: Or possibly their first? No, be their it's their first not, year. It's not their first.
2: Founded in twenty twenty one.
1: So this is their second year.
2: Second year. But you're right. I mean, they beat the Stanley Cup champs their second year. You know, you know another sport where there was kind of this parody. It's it's, it's in, like remember how quickly the Jags were doing stuff in the NFL?
1: Yeah. Didn't because make- it, it's similar in that, like, even your best player in the NFL, he can't be on the field the whole time. In hockey, you're not on the ice the whole time, so it's like, you know. There's only so, and also there's only so much one guy can do, Um, but I still, I, I like my question, and and I think it's going to be, di- I think I have a feeling Ryan's going to be like, oh, and in, in the playoffs, it's goaltending. But like, I want to know what makes, like, give me the top, Ryan, if you're listening to this, prepare for next episode, give me the top three qualities of a good hockey team. I have no clue. Yeah.
2: Or Ryan, I'm sure you are listening. Come prepared to explain how the best record ever can just go down the first round. Again, you would just not see this ever in the NBA. You just wouldn't see it. No way. It's it's just, I, I, it's, it's a crazy sport where it's, it's almost like I mean, dare I say, does the regular season mean anything?
1: Well, certainly not in terms of like seeding and whatever. Oh, don't trigger hockey fans, Andy. That's a real co- that's a real college sports triggering thing. If we play more playoff games, the regular season doesn't matter. Your regular seasons already don't fucking matter. Yeah. <laughs> There's literally one game in all of college football that matters, and it's the SEC championship game.
2: I don't know. Did you watch any of the draft? I watched a little bit. God, I'm so bored by it. Dude, I watched like twenty minutes.
1: I mean the, what's to watch, you know. Unless, the
2: older I get, it's like in, what are we doing?
1: Unless you're unless you're watching to learn in the three minutes that they have after a guy gets picked about who and I like we are in the same boat in that we don't know or care about college football. So it's not like, Oh man, they went there. The only thing the draft meant to me was who did the giants draft? Now let me watch that guy's clips. Let me look at his highlights. Who did the Eagles draft? Who did the Cowboys draft Who did the, whatever, you know, who took a quarterback. That's pretty much it. Like I'll, I'll get to know all these guys when they get in the league, if they're good. Okay, so that's my issue. I just want to say with
2: people, and before I say this, I myself am a sports dork. I would call myself a stat sports dork at this point in my sports fandom. I have no problem with breaking down numbers and analytics. Like I, I'm all for that, but like to me, the level of dorkdom I just can't go near when it comes to the draft, the months and. Hours of projections by super fans and analysts, and I'm just like, why do we care until we actually see them on the field? And 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 actually, I found myself so so I had a fair amount of DMs right about the draft and about other things revolving the NFL. I found myself defending the Lions because the Lions are getting killed for how they drafted. I'm sure you've seen it. Have you seen yeah. it? Yeah. And all I said was this, maybe they, maybe they did botch it, but I go, guys, none of us know, not like none of us know. Like why are we just basically trying to project, Hey, the lions fucked this up until we see it play out on the field. Maybe that running back's great. Maybe he's great. I
1: don't know. I mean, I think the, the issue when you draft a running back that high is, did you fuck it up by not trading back and drafting him somewhere else
2: yeah and i get that
1: get the guy that you wanted still but that's always like theoretically theoretically you could do that or some other team that overvalues him would have taken him next you have no fucking clue 100 percent. listen there was a time when i had nothing like you know you're in high school you're in college you had nothing to do but get drunk and watch sports. It's like literally your day-to-day study here and there. Maybe it's like I had time to sit around all Saturday and watch college football, sit around all Sunday and watch the NFL and be like, Oh, you know, this guy'd be a good fit here. And this guy be a good there. I just don't like, we've talked about it before. I don't have time to watch college football anymore. So to me, I'm just going to trust that the guys, the Giants took from Tennessee going to be a good re- receiver. Now, I'll be able to tell quickly when I watch this guy play preseason games or when I watch this guy run routes in, in an NFL game, if he's good. But otherwise, all right, if you say so. I'm just glad the Giants did not draft a wide receiver in the first round because, as I said privately to a lot of people, and it wasn't not met with, to some of the people I sent this message to that are, you know, literally involved. It was not received well, but I said, I'm just glad we didn't draft another wide receiver in the first round and then immediately trade him when he acts like every wide receiver ever drafted in the first round. Udo Beckham Jr. Yeah, Kadarius Tony. You take, like, wide receivers are a a specific breed. You take them in the first round. That's only given them, you know, this runway the, to be more of a diva, and then be like, mm, "We don't like his attitude." Like, this is how crazy wide poistress. receivers
2: are. Yeah, this is how crazy wide receivers are. Antonio Brown tweeted that he had signed with the Ravens just because he's crazy.
1: Yeah. Like, like. He didn't say he's interested. No. Nah. He said he did. Sign.
2: He straight up said he signed with the Ravens like Antonio. If you had it, and they always, we always talk about the spectrum. Oh, they're on the spectrum. The spectrum's a wide scale. If you had a spectrum of NFL diva Antonio Brown is like full blown autism. Like, is that what we'd say I, is I,
1: honestly, I, I I feel like that's offensive to autistic people. I think you're right. Let's not, let's not attack the autistic community. By comparing them to a guy who gets naked on the field due to just literal brain damage.
2: My DMs were on fire this weekend, though. Bro, Lamar Jackson stands were coming for me, man. But we covered this last episode. Well, here's what I find interesting. And, and, And by the way, for the record, they were all cordial exchanges A lot of people were angry about things I had said and maybe tweeted about not having an agent and you were wrong and he got his bag and blah, 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 which is fine.
1: But what I – this is the same thing we said last episode. When you say that, did they think you were saying he was going to be out of the NFL for not having an agent? (laughs) Did well, they think that this meant like you were like, oh, if he doesn't have an agent, you're never playing another snap in the league. I think he, you know, I'm sure I said I didn't like, think he get. But well, like the thing about him not having an agent, I was is just saying, I think he where limits we are. himself. So, so, so
2: I think he, yeah, he limits himself. So, so he, so guys, let me put an analogy for for a common person, right? Because I was thinking about this because everyone's like, well, you were wrong, Ruther. He got paid, and you're right. I was wrong. So he got paid on his own. For the record, I still think. Everybody and everybody was like, oh, and you know, everyone points to these outliers who don't have agents. I'm like, cool. I still think
1: everybody should have an agent.
2: One, because also let let me interrupt you.
1: really. Let me let me me interrupt you really quickly. With a brief let me just let me just give you a brief rundown of quarterback money, expectations, the way they turned out, et cetera. I tweeted last year, if Daniel Jones gets 40 million dollars a year, I'm going to kill myself. Offseason comes. Daniel Jones says, "I want forty million dollars a year." The whole fucking world was like, "Get fucked." Daniel Jones changed agents. To a, to a presumably, an agent said, "I'll give you forty million dollars a year." And then Daniel Jones, much to my dismay, got forty million dollars a year. Some agent was like, "You're not getting it." He was like, "You're fired." And some other guy was like, I'll give you 40 million. million." he goes, okay, you're hired. Daniel Jones wanted $40 million a year. Daniel Jones got an agent, got himself $40 million a year. And I got a gun. Lamar Jackson wanted $200 million guaranteed. Then hired his mom and then didn't get it. Maybe you should have had an agent.
2: Well, what I was going to say to put it in a term that everybody can understand and relate to. It's no different than getting a real estate agent. So I was thinking about that, right? Like I just bought a house. So, so the argument guys, the argument would be, you can save money on the percent, right? The real estate agent when, you know, it's like 3%. The argument is, Hey, I can do this on my own. And then I started thinking about what we went through and I'm like, dude, I don't have these connections. I don't get tipped off. Hey, especially how hot the market was. It's cooled off, but like how hot it was seven, eight months ago, right? Tipped off. Oh, there's an open house or this house is going on the market. This condo is going on the market. Like that's why people pay that 3% to a real estate agent because they know they're in the business. Now it sucks to give away that 3% when you're involved in these sales, right? But it's kind of, part of the game. It's the same way for Lamar Jackson. And I I still do have people arguing with me, which I find interesting, saying, "You know
1: you know what the NFL, you know what an NFL agent gets? What is it? Maximum 3%.
2: Everyone's coming at me about 10%, and I knew that was wrong. 10%.
1: 10%. NFL agents are not permitted preceded- permitted to receive more than 3% and then NBA agents, not more than 4% of their clients playing contracts. Now they can take 10 to 20% of athletes endorsement contracts. Okay. 3%. 3%. Glad you he, said that. He got 185 million. Literally. Yeah. Imagine if he had gotten 200 million and paid an agent 3%. It's 194 million. It's nine more million dollars. If he had paid an agent who got him what he said he wanted, even if everybody thought it was insane, like Daniel Jones.
2: But again, like I even have dirt balls coming at me and, and I don't know, I'm, like I'm done repeating this, this is the last time I'm saying he was Please
1: make it the last time because like, you know, people fuck come at me like Bruno doesn't let it go. How long you guys want to talk about Lamar Jackson? Yeah. Jesus Christ.
2: Just show me a team that offered him a deal. That's all I want. That's that's all I did.
1: So uh, everyone
2: was coming at me saying, "He show me a team that offered him a deal." So
1: here's the deal. Here's the deal. I said I'm I made an incorrect statement. So last episode, I said, you know, people couldn't. So they made him a non exclusive I forgot that they made him a non-exclusive tag. When they tagged him, other they also said offer. other teams can correct. And we can match it. If other teams made an offer, then there would have been an offer. There wasn't. He got one offer from one team. Well, actually, he got multiple offers from one team. But he had one team make him any offers. Correct. Well, I'm here to make the dirt balls. So t- 29 teams didn't want Lamar Jackson. One team wanted him and it ended up paying him less than what he wanted. 31 teams didn't want him. 31 teams. Sorry.
2: Well, I want to make the dirt balls an offer they can't refuse, Joe. I want to make them a great offer with our friends at Butcher Box. Mm,
1: I thought I was hoping you were going to say that.
2: Yeah? A
1: little, I love me I love me some Butcher Box.
2: Little high quality meats. Springtime is here, summer's right around the corner. No better time than to cook up some of those delicious meals from your favorite cut at Butcher Box. I love it because not not only meat, think get seafood delivered, right, right to your front door. Mm.
1: Butcher Box also Fishmonger Box. It's not just the butcher; they also got a fishmonger working over there. So if you're a if you're a Ravens fan, and you're like, hey man.
2: I'm going to get some fresh salmon. You get it delivered right to your house. You can, you can cook that with your crab cakes. Mix it up with any of that. Wait, What's the big food in in Baltimore? Crab cakes and overpaying injured quarterbacks. That's what Maryland's about. Exactly. So hop on over to ButcherBox because they currently have a great deal.
1: Tell me about it, Andy.
2: You can get free chicken thighs for a year. Mmm. And $20 off your first box when you sign up today, Joe. That's three pounds of bone-in chicken thighs free in every box for a year, plus $20 off your first order when you sign up at ButcherBox.com forward slash dirty and use code dirty. Lots of dirty going on here. So claim this deal at ButcherBox.com forward slash dirty and use the code dirty. I might have have to... Fall out some of the butcher box this week. We got some nice steaks that we like to cook. Like to dice it up a little, put it in some of my uh, it's my pasta. A lot of people don't do. That. I like to do a little 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 steak and some pasta. You ever do mm.
1: that? Uh, it's not my go-to move, but it's a good you know, mix-up. I'm, I'm certainly not against it. It's two two things I love. You know, with all of my heart, steak and pasta. Well, let me get to a couple calls. Sure. I will to keep this a little tight today. Ooh,
2: I like that. Give us a ring, guys. 310 359 8365. First one is from the artist formerly known as Fat Jason Kid. We call him Cat Jason Kid, leaving a call as Fat Jason Kid.
1: Not as Cat Jason Kid? He's leaving it as Fat Jason Kid.
2: Okay.
0: Hi, Joe and Andy. It's Pat Jason Kidd. Going to keep it quick here. I was just uh, thinking through the uh, through the NFC really quick, and I realized Jared Goff may be the third or fourth best quarterback in that division. And I'm kind of going Jalen Hurts back. And then I disqualified Matt Stafford and Kyler Murray because Kyler Murray, we don't know if he'll play this year, and Matt Stafford is kind of a big question mark because he wasn't playing that well before he came back, but he also won a Super Bowl. So, I mean, Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins, Realistically, you're kind of falling right in there, at least as they are now. And the NFC is going to stink.
2: All right, stay dirty. Okay, so I, I want to preface this because I think he really wanted to clarify. He ended up DMing me saying, I want to clarify that I don't think off is good. I'm just calling the NFC trash, which I understood. So I started thinking about his call. It is crazy. Aaron Rodgers is gone. Obviously, he
1: had a down year last year, but he was back-to-back MVP before that.
2: Dude, who are your top quarterbacks?
1: Well, first of all, and let's and and everybody knows how I feel about Kirk Cousins, right? Everybody knows how I feel about Jared Goff. That being said, what? How does that? How did Dak Prescott? Like what? Dak Prescott is some. Dak Prescott's two. Just like oh, I think it must. I think it's. I think it's Jalen Hurts and then Dak. Why do you think that? We have a lot of tape on Dak at this point.
2: We do a lot of tape on Dak. I was Dak actually...
1: better than Brock Purdy. What? But that's Dak's what I Better want... than Daniel Jones. Dak's better than Kirk Cousins. Dak's better than Goff. Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones,
2: Daniel. Brock, hold Jones on. Hold is on. Listen. List, three QB now? Listen, but NFC? all this
1: this is all I'm going to say. Daniel Jones, Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts, Kirk Cousins. Dak. Those are the those are your playoff quarterbacks last year, right? Is Dak the best quarterback on his own team? I, I Uh, Separate the fact from, yeah, the NFC quarterback situation is pretty trash. But how did Dak all of a sudden get? Why is Dak getting my why is Dak supposedly getting automatic stamp of approval respect?
2: Well, I don't know, but let's go division by division because we'll just do that. We'll say I'm going to say I'm going to do this because there's only obviously four divisions. Let's say who do you think is the best quarterback in the NFC East?
1: I mean, it's hard not Jalen Hurts got MVP conversation. Exactly, right? Let's so, let's 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 not Jalen let's Hurts. not trigger anybody and have a conversation about that right now.
2: Okay. Well, that's my point. It's Jalen Hurts. Okay. NFC North, who's the best QB? You got Justin Fields, Jared Goff, you know, Love is a question mark and Kirk Cousins.
1: Probably Kirk Cousins.
2: Okay. NFC South.
1: Derek Carr. The the kid who just got drafted one overall by the, yeah, probably Derek Carr or Bryce Young.
2: Okay. NFC West. Murray's coming off an injury. Stafford's coming off an injury. Wasn't playing well before that. Purdy, you know, is, I think, like, we're not sure yet. And then Geno Smith. Like, the NFC quarterback situation is not good. It's not good. What about this? Daniel Jones, one of one. Are you starting it?
1: No, I don't need to. I know that, but that's, that's precisely my point is I'm not starting Daniel Jones. One of one. Um, but also. Who's the quarterback
2: in the AFC West? Who's the quarterback in the AFC West?
1: In the AFC West? Yeah, I'm sorry NFC West. I don't know. Uh I mean Matthew Stafford but I mean he's supposed to play this year, right? He's coming back.
2: It is nuts. I don't know. It's just nuts it's just how unlevel the quarterback situation is between the two conferences. I don't know. It's it's like, I'll be curious what San Francisco does. Like, what does San Francisco do?
1: What do you mean? They Trey have Lance. They have a quarterback competition.
2: Brock Purdy.
1: Yeah. I mean, if they fall in love with one of those guys, the, that guy starts. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're seeing what the I, – like, I believe that – I believe that Shanahan believes he can win with either of those guys and have Sam Darnold as a backup. So is there a market out there for Trey Lance? Does he believe that much in Brock Purdy? Do the Lions make the playoffs? That's going to be the big
2: question for me heading into this season. It'll be interesting. It will be interesting.
1: Like they're gonna be right there, I think. That's the- gonna be an interesting division. Cause I feel like everybody's counting out the Packers suddenly, and I'm like, I don't know if you should. Because obviously you have you have a a, a money situation that's changed for them. Um like do the Vikings like the Vikings had that season and then got and then got one of one in the playoffs. So you know, do they simple fall? A lot of people think the Bears are on the come up. A lot of people think, oh, I mean, a lot of people think Detroit's like could be a, the, a, a, a top team in the NFC. And I'm just like, it's still the Lions, guys.
2: <laughs> well, again, it is, it is look at the quarterback, man. That's all that matters for me. How far is Jared Goff going to take you? I mean, he can make the playoffs. Don't get me wrong. But he didn't. He didn't in year two. No.
1: Well, it's not year two. It's year two with the Lions.
2: Well, that's my point.
1: He made it in year one or year two or year whatever it was with the Rams. Year three with the Rams. Year Year two. Year two. Yeah.
2: Year one with Sean McVay. Yeah.
1: All right.
2: our, Our next call is the product of someone who, who likes to do little drugs, which is, which is cool. You do you, bro. I don't even know how you're going to answer this. This is a call. We, we,
1: never gotten a call like this before. Wow. This is a wild preface. Yeah.
0: Hey, dirty sports. It's your boy, Nick. I ain't going to give you my government name. Anyways, I'm on one right now. And I'm just, listen, listen, enough of this matrix talk enough of this me me, me basketball me, me me what's it let me tell me your favorite memories of all time in life like when you're on your deathbed joey no show andy reuther the man the myth the legend tell me when you're on your deathbed what is going to be your favorite memory in life all right i'm on one and you guys are dope anyways Quick question: We're getting deep here. We're getting deep into dirty sports, deep like a motherfucker, like you're deep in like some anal puss. Hey, hey, whatever. It is what it is. Hey, anyway. Uh, well, forward. I don't know what God anal bless.
1: puss is though. That's I. How do I answer that? That's what I'm saying. What's your greatest memory <laughs> in life? <laughs>
2: I mean, what do you do with that? Your greatest memory in life? I mean, obviously, like for me, the day my daughter was born, like.
1: Oh, so- such a dad answer. But, but hold on. But hold what on. What a dad. Answer. I know.
2: I know. But some, some, some definitely some memories of my parents. Um, but like I, I but i don't even know like what what does that mean like greatest memories that is a dad answer oh nothing's
1: better than the day your kids are born
2: but it, but there's something there when you see when you sure. see your your own that's a real thing when you see your own dna you're like holy shit that's me i just like hold her and be like you know i made you you know that like like you're me half of me like that's that's pretty intense but like best memory dude i don't even know if people do that like do are they on their deathbed like yo
1: well they say your life flashes before your eyes meaning i think if you ever had like a near-death experience i think i i understand with mean. it's like it's almost like a it's almost like a a like a fucking you know, not that I've had a near death experience, but you're like, oh, you're you know, like I was like in a head on car crash recently, you know. It's like you almost get like a a flip book of like a million. I did have a near
2: death experience. Yeah. Too bad I was so blacked out I don't remember it.
1: Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I think it's I think, you know, to take his question somewhat seriously, it's probably like the moments are like you have uh, those family moments, like, you know, when you're younger and it's like, oh, uh, summer at the Prano house, a little barbecue outside, or somebody's birthday on the porch. And, you know, it's just the family. It's this dad cooks some steaks. It's whatever, you know, everybody's happy and, and chill. Then you have your friend moments. Like, I have, I have moments where it's like I was with all of my best friends in a situation we're all in a ski house or we're all at the beach or whatever and you got like oh your 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 ride or die homies and you know like I I also go back often to the the trip I made to like uh Costa Rica where I was not hanging out with like essentially anybody. It was just like me, pizza, Pizzasaro's dogs, getting up at five in the morning, going down to have a surf by yourself, getting having having your nature moment. I've got uh you know eating some mushrooms in uh in Amsterdam with you know friends of the show pizza star and guy if you read it you're like oh man we're in Amsterdam on drugs like this is pretty pretty crazy like I'll remember this my whole life
2: well I posed this to my friends a couple couple my college buddies a couple summers ago we were all hanging out right getting together at the time I didn't have you know a kid then but they all had families and wives and this kind of goes along those lines. I said to him, I said, okay, guys, let's pose a hypothetical for you guys. Yeah, I know you guys are all happy, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's the standard, oh, my wife, my kids. I was like, but if you could go back tomorrow for a year to our days in college, but you can all, but you could, after that year, you could come back to your wife, come back to your little boy, little girl, whatever it is, would you do it? it was pretty unanimous. Yes. Like if you could do one year again of college, which I found fascinating. And then I asked them why. And everybody had the same answer. They're like, dude,
1: if I knew what I knew now,
2: well, no, it was, it was, it was like, why? And they were like, because there was no responsibility.
1: Yeah. It was like, because
2: you could just wake up. You could, like you were saying earlier, drink, watch sports and kind of study. You have to worry about the wife or the kid or the dog. Or you just you just did whatever you wanted. You could eat what you want. You put on some weight, but like it wasn't that bad for your health. You know, you're just a young idiot kid. And then it all it all changes, right? And you become an adult. You gotta pay bills. You gotta work. Basically, what I'm saying to our college kids is never leave college ever. Do Van Wilder times 10. Being yeah, cautious- or,
1: or But also, or just like leave and like, keep doing that. Like that. I think that's something, you know, if, if we're getting serious on advice, it's like, think about how long of the last decade you and I spent just like, mm, what do you really have to do today? Gotta to upload that podcast. and we can go out to Venice beach and like kick around and go eat and go fucking make sure Vince doesn't eat pizza off the street and you know, <laughs> Like yeah. it's not like we're working in an accounting offices, like losing our hair. No. It's like, find a way to like, keep having those, those moments. Like I can't, I, you know, like we joke about it, but like I travel the country and it's like, I joke all the time about like a Miller light in a baseball game. It's like, come, come baseball season. I'm just like, Hey, where are the Mets playing? Can I go there? Drink some Miller lights, maybe pay for it with a comedy show. Well, I think that's,
2: the key is finding things That's what I would say, finding things that aren't like that hard to do, like a beer in a baseball game and do them. If you enjoy finding the small things you enjoy and you're like, Hey, I really enjoy this and it's not the most expensive hobby to have. And it gives me happiness and just do that. I want to know what drugs you were on when you
1: left that call though. Yeah. He's like, I'm on one. I'm not gonna give my government name. And then he talked, he's talking about ass pussies. Bro. Tell
2: you this five milligrams will get you every time.
1: Huh? That's what it was. Also, that moment that we went to Little Caesars for the first time, and I was introduced to the five five dollar hot and ready. Pretty game changing. I haven't wh- had I haven't had one since, but that was a pretty fun moment to be a part of me introducing you to little <laughs> Caesars. I was just like, why this, it's one of those moments where you're like, why aren't, why isn't this all pizza places? Why aren't all pizza places? Why doesn't why every pizza place have a couple medium pizzas that are hot and ready when you walk in? Well, you're right.
2: You're like, it's not for five bucks, but they're actually large. It's like, you're like, it's yeah, not whatever the, large. It's not the best pizza, but it's also, well, not but it, I mean, that's
1: what I'm saying. Even if like, okay, if, 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 if little Caesars can make a trash ass pizza and make it large, like maybe a good pizza place can just always have like a medium that's like came out of the oven within the last 30 minutes. And it's like, this is a deal. If you're willing to take the thing that's already in a box on top of the oven it's five bucks. Like I'm all, I'm all in. I'm all in on that deal. I might just, I might just open hot and ready's and get absolutely sued to the gills by (laughs) little Caesars.
2: Have you seen the new Domino's commercials about Apple CarPlay? No. They're so funny to me. And they 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 annoy me and they shouldn't. But I always like I see and I start talking out loud, annoying my girlfriend. Cuz I don't get it. This is their pitch. The the commercial is you pull up to a drive-through and they're like, "Hey, you don't have time to wait in the drive-through as if like every drive-through is 10 cars deep." Yeah. And they're like, "You can order now. We're on Apple CarPlay." Which I don't get. And they show the guy like pushing his car screen. Like, look, you can just push a screen to order us now. And I'm thinking like, But everybody has phones. Like like I don't care. That's the whole point of the commercial.
1: We're I on guess, CarPlay. I, I guess maybe the the app is now like CarPlay. You know, like not all your apps come up on CarPlay when you put your phone in. So maybe now it's like at like it's it now works with CarPlay. So if you were in your car, you could just ping, bing, 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 and the you app would, yeah. Uh, listen, I was—I literally saw. But again,
2: my point is, why couldn't you just pull up your phone, or, or let's say you're driving, you just pull over. Hey, I'm just gonna pull up the Domino's you don't have to app. Pull over.
1: You can do it on Apple CarPlay. <laughs> but I—I I must live near a, a a Domino's now. I don't know where it is. I haven't looked. Obviously, I would never order Domino's. I'm I'm an adult, but um, I always see a Domino's car in my neighborhood, and it's always in the same area. I'm like, either this guy lives here, or there's a dominoes here that I just haven't spotted. Um, but it really gave me a, I mean, if there's one thing you know about me, Andy, is that like, I'll see a bad take on the internet and I, sometimes I'll lose my mind and it'll, it'll, you know, I'll now, I'll now literally check in on that person every day for the next five years, just to get annoyed and write Fucking whatever. But there was a moment of clarity the other day. I was like, you know what? I live in Los Angeles. Is it New York? Is there New York pizza here? No. But there's actually a lot of like pretty good pizza places. I got to remember that there's always going to be somebody dumb enough to order Domino's pizza in this city. (laughs) Like, it gave me a moment of clarity. I was like, you know what? Next time you see some dumb shit on the internet, just remember there's horrible, terrible people anywhere, everywhere. There's Domino's pizzas in New York City. The idea that there's Domino's pizzas in New York City makes me go, you know why. Not in New York.
2: It's, but I'm saying it's cheap. It's convenient. You know who used to, you know, he used to, and I hate to throw him under the bus like this, but I'm going to give a caveat because it would be when he had a lot of people over and he was throwing a party. You know who always ordered Domino's when he had people over, if there was any food or, you know, stuff like that, where you just, you want to give people some food, hang out by his pool. He always ordered Domino's, Lance Bass. (laughs)
1: <laughs> this one but, dude, like, but what but but what backwards states Lance Bass from?
2: He's from Mississippi. Yeah. But like was- he'd always like if he was having right. a pool party, he'd always just say, Hey man, like I'm gonna order like fifteen Domino's pizzas. And I and I saw him do it a lot. And I'd always think like, dude, you got the money to order something else. But he doesn't
1: care. He's just like, I'm just gonna order. But Domino's also if Domino's even cheaper? Like, Domino's, I feel like you order Domino's these days, you get a $25 pie. Now, if if it was the McDonald's equivalent where you're like, I'm going in there and getting out for 10 bucks, You know, I'll stop at McDonald's every once in a while. Listen, we all know McDonald's ain't like, you know, it's by no means gourmet. I'm like, give me a McChicken, give me a double sure. cheeseburger, give me a small fry, give me a sweet tea. You know what you're getting? I'm in and out for eight bucks. I like got sure. a full meal.
2: Let's not forget, the Jared Goff media pizza game was Domino's. Right. I used to have a little Domino's in me. In fact, <laughs> it's confession time. Dude, I was, I was that guy. This is when I lived in Madness Beach. I would sometimes order like their non pizza, like non wings. I'd be like, "Let's try a little pasta from Domino's." <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. I can't to admit even. That. I
1: can't even imagine. Look at a little carbonara from. What Mike. do you think that even comes in? I don't know. How man. do you think that shows up to Domino's? I feel like it's in one of those like, like click lid tupperware things that you keep things in storage in it's just like a a 70 gallon tupperware and some guy opens it up and he's like what is that he's like it's carbonara bro you put this whole fucking thing in the oven and you serve from it for like six to eight weeks
2: dude they used to have good uh good molten lava cakes too Molten lava cakes <laughs> Dude, dude, I used to, I used to get stoned. I, I feel like
1: you should not be giving your government name. This is way, way more fucking incriminating than anything Nick said.
2: Dude, I get baked. You know what? You know what I used to do sometimes, and I can tell you the time frame. Like 2013, 2014. That time frame, dude. I get like stoned on like a Sunday, and I'd order two large Dominoes watch games all day nfl just just get stoned order Domino's, but again i'd order the side pieces with it like i'm gonna try a little little pasta little brownies
1: this yeah, is like, back- i would i would say 95 percent of the time i've ordered dominoes in my life it's because it was it's because i was like i want some pizza but like actual pizza wasn't open i was like we'll deliver Domino's just getting
2: right through the coals here. Give us a ring. 310-359-8365. That's our hotline. We're on social at the Dirty Sports.
1: I'm at Andy Ruther. Let's meet up. some Domino's. Rate. Review it. I'm at Joe Prano on all social media. Uh Instagram, TikTok. Uh, I started a sub sub stack, guys, and we're we're putting some stuff there. Um, there's 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 chat features. There's a Twitter like notes feature. Um, we're going to do halftime happy hours for Knicks games. Um, this is, this is, so this is what I figured out I'm going to do. Uh, you can do, you can do YouTube lives and you can do them unlisted. So you need the link. Like it won't tell you when I go live and I'm going to put them in Substacks. So just You can get a free subscription. There's a paid version too. Um, but you can get a free one. So just start there. Everything's gonna be free for a while. And uh hopefully we'll start building a little community over there. It's pretty cool. Um, I have a friend who works there and he was like, Yeah, they were like, Yeah, check it out. I was like, Okay, I will, and uh I'm I'm intrigued. Uh so so go and start an account and free subscription, and then down the line you can decide if you want to like pay for stuff if I start putting it behind paywalls, which I'm not doing yet. So free subscription.
2: Well you're inspiring me. I'm gonna start a sub substack. I'm gonna Hell yeah. No, but no, it's very specific.
1: Domino's pizza reviews.
2: Hell yeah. <laughs> only on Substack, baby.
1: You're the you're the the Dave Portnoy of Domino's only. <laughs> you only do Domino's locations.
2: And I don't do one bite. You can eat the whole fucking thing, man. I'm gonna get that that carbonara and I'm gonna eat the whole thing. Yeesh.
1: Uh, I got some shows coming up next week. I'll be up in Ventura at Topa Topa Brewing Co. Uh, I'll be down in Mission Beach in San Diego. Mission Mission Beach? Yeah, Mission Beach. at the Mission Beach Resort uh, Resort on May 12th. Topa Topa Brewing Co. is on May 9th. All these shows are at com forward slash shows. Last week in May, back at the Comedy Cellar in Las Vegas. First week of June, uh, Stanford. New York Comedy Club, Stanford, Connecticut. Those tickets are available. I've, I've tweeted it. I've uh, posted it on my Instagram. It's in my calendar thing on my Instagram. Go there. Get some tickets if you're in the tri-state area. Uh, come to a show. It's going to be a fun one. Lots of friends and family will be there. We're going to do do a sort of homecoming uh, show and um, more shows to come. So JoePranter.com for shows or just follow all my social media. Now, let's, watch them. let's watch them. Rangers devs.
2: All right, let's watch some NHL and NBA. Thanks thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll be back on Thursday. You guys have a great week. And as always, stay dirty.